Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of Flawed Democracy. Today, we are going to discuss about the issue of migrant laborers because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Seeing the rising cases of coronavirus in India, the Prime Minister announced a 21-day lockdown, but this lockdown was a nightmare for millions of laborers who went to various places of the country from their native places in search of a better lifestyle. The International Labour Organization, in its labour market update of 2016, mentioned that more than 82% of the workforce in India is employed under the unorganized sector. Around 29% of the population in major Indian cities of the daily wage workers is under the daily wage workers. This, the situation of these laborers was not talked about by the big media houses. The Republic TV in its prime time show, which is Pustai Bharat, hosted by Arnab Goswami, had only two debates between 13th March to 29th May on this topic. Today, to discuss this issue in depth on the panel, we have Master Avish Devastav, an 11th grader and an ardent man. He has taken BCM with economics and aspires to be an IS officer. Next, we have Master Zubin Tarakia, a writer, debater and manner with a deep interest in liberal arts. He is a 12th grader and has taken commerce with maths and political science. He aspires to be a professor in a reputed college one day. Finally, we have Master Tushar Walde, a law aficionado and a keen researcher. He is in 12th class and studies commerce with math. Now, all the panelists, one by one, will give their takes on the issue. Starting with Avish Hello everyone, um, I'm Avish I'm really fortunate um, to be able to speak on such an important topic. Um, having said that, I believe that it was uh, it was a much needed lockdown. Um, measures were taken perfectly by the government, but um, there were loopholes in the same. Um, they forgot to, to take proper measures for the labor. Apart from that, the packages they've released have also have certain loopholes, and I, I and I'm glad that we could discuss that today. Next, we have to Sharwal. So I would like to assert that calculus of this issue would be indefinite if the base variable that is imbalanced regional development is not addressed. Because ultimately I can confidently say that no one hates his or her household. Even a shallow reading will, will easily tell that state of origin of most migrant workers will be mineral will be mineral rich states like Bihar, Jharkhand, Odisha. And in spite of being mineral rich, they are poverty stricken and, and lack competitive industries. So what is the cause? It is primarily policies like trade equalization. The union government gave subsidies on transportation of minerals and effectively industry shifted to states having coastlines. Now this is textbook example of myopic policy making where you cannot interpret simple business prudence that if subsidies are given to industries then they would effectively shift to coastal regions from landlocked ones for gaining market access. Even BJP government has inherited this bureaucratic turmoil. The plight of migrant workers must be felt by each and every responsible citizen and unlike the pop culture which tells about lack of civility in our society, I do believe that people are not dumb but the government is dumb. pandemic is another unfortunate event that has befallen the world and the lockdown was a much required process. I have to admit it was not planned at all. Uh, the country was given a four-hour notice about the impending lockdown, which gave everybody little time to prepare and uh, gather and uh, gear up for the lockdown. Then also, as a BJP supporter, BJP volunteer, 
I hate to admit, but it's a fact that the government has been inadequate in some measures. So yes, I would like to discuss about that. Thank you. But I have a question to the panel. That if you all agree that the lockdown which was unplanned, how did it affect the labour at large? From the moment and the findings. One, they lost their job with a four hour notice. And second, and the second problem is that they were at least eight hundred kilometers away from the road. This has caused a negative test. I what I believe is that if the government was planning to uh, impose a lockdown, they should have uh, started to uh, take the migrants home at least a week before the lockdown was announced. I believe that since um, it had been declared an epidemic, um, we, sh we should have been ready that since though it has grown um, in such huge numbers across the world, it would should have been declared as a pandemic. Having said that, COVID-19 crisis has potentially pushed 40 crore inform uh, informal sector workers deeper into poverty and that's what the studies show. After 23rd March, uh, the night shelters were over flooded with labour. With no permanent residence or shelter to go in, they were they had no choice but to go into night shelters, which again defeated the purpose of social distancing, which had been one of the major um, major causes the government had been trying to promote. The governments had set up temporary shelters for migrating labor, but available resources were far less than uh, than demand. With people dying of thirst in this summer, lack of food and shelter just hits hard on their stomachs. Recently, some migrating labor was even a victim to a road accident, um, orphaning their very little and innocent children. As far as production was concerned, uh, I, I, I believe that this uh, unexpected labour migration might lead to a very strange problem in India which we haven't seen yet is that of labour shortage in production areas. I believe that we haven't, uh, India as a country isn't a very, uh, isn't a production powerhouse but a consumption powerhouse. But um, unlike other crises which we've seen earlier, we don't have consumption right now and therefore the labour would be unwilling to return back. And that's a problem I really want the government to address. Okay. So as Avi mentioned a little bit about the economic aspect, the another thing which I was pondering about was that how would be the companies affected by it? How would be the economic production where these labourers were used? How would it be affected after the post-lockdown situation? Okay, so uh, before that, I have to correct the panel on one point. Why this uh, lockdown was unplanned? It was actually a very uh, preemptive measure. Because in a country like India, which is hugely populated, a full lockdown was declared after 458 cases. Therefore, the lockdown, while it has been uh, a cause of divorce for the migrants, it definitely has reduced uh, the scope of coronavirus in India to a great extent. Second of all, uh, the companies they uh, they actually have a very good uh, they have a high amount of benefits from the pandemic. Allow me to explain. The major revenue, the major source of money or a valuation for company comes from the share market. Because uh, of the lockdown, shares of companies like Amazon, Reliance. Data, uh, these conglomerates, their shares rise monumentally, causing their valuation and their owner's value by, uh, net worth to increase with, with an extremely high rate. Therefore, the companies themselves have benefited from it, although the trade, demand, and supply had, had fallen. 
Tashkar, being a common student, don't you think that how would the economy be damaged because of these laborers not returning back to their homes? So, firstly, I would briefly discuss about uh, upon the abrogation of labor laws because that has a certain economic impact. So, if we see the quantum of labor legislation, there are at least 40 central laws and more than 100 state level acts and regulations. For example, there are around 10 laws to deal with wages notably the separate law for separate entities like factory workers, cigar workers, newspaper employees, cine workers, farm workers, etc. have just created complexities and this has damaged the environment of economic activities in the country. So we must give where the credit is due. Socialism has failed us miserably and has staunchly support suspension of labor laws for a brief period. These labor laws incentivize informalization of economy. Take for instance, Industrial Dispute Act required companies to seek permission before retrenchment of workers if the establishment had more than 100 To not being able to fire people irrespective of change in business conditions naturally meant that business could keep their number of employees less than 100 or create a new firm for the 100th employee and every subsequent employee that was hired in school. Now I can go on giving you n number of examples which have effectively prevented scaling up firms. Immediate, immediate impact is that there are no benefits of economies of scale, net employment goes down and purchasing power goes down. Let's be honest, the law which meant to secure dignity of labor effectively demeaned them and facilitated, and facilitated their exploitation and until formalization is, is, is incentivized, you cannot prevent exploitation. The trade union used the erstwhile labor laws to arm twist and blackmail the company management. Trade union destroyed every big manufacturing industry in West Bengal, UK and Bihar. So, Avi, do you think that these changes which were made in the six, uh, six states in labor laws were justified? And can you brief us about what changes were made in particular? Sure. Um... Um, about in the beginning of May, state governments, as you mentioned, six state governments, particularly the, gov uh, the state government of Uttar Pradesh, UP, which is the most populous state of India, announced several changes in labor laws. The, uh, the Uttar Pradesh government has suspended the application of all labor laws for next three years. These activities can be seen as a step to incentivize economic activities. However, I don't see these steps to be meaningful at all. Uh, Ms., uh, Mrs. Radhika Kaur of ICR, IER believes this to be... Uh, creating an environment for exploitation of labor which is already under tremendous stress and pressure. Relaxation in labor laws means stripping of basic rights and lowering of wages, uh, taking away of social rights which they were enjoying earlier, especially women. The government has asked the firms not to fire the labor, but with steps taken towards labor welfare, I believe it puts risk on jobs and social security to labor's working informal sector um, to be pushed into a virtual informal one. According to Ms. Amarjeet Kaur, the General Secretary of AITUC, these steps deprive labor of grievance redressal, which is a basic right again. In my opinion, the governments of various states should have allocated budgets in the share of wages of labor, which would have supported firms and labor both, as this would have prevented the uh, employing firms um, from giving up the complete wages and also reduce the rate of transfer of migrant labor back to their houses. This would have at least allowed labor to stay in urban areas and prevent a situation of labor shortage if it arises, which I believe it might if labor does, uh, is reluctant in moving back to urban areas once the lockdown open, opens up. Yeah. Another aspect which I would like to mention is how 
much difficulties were faced by the laborers of moving to their own homes. We had seen various laborers dying on roads, various accidents taking place. So, how did the government fail to address that issue? I think the government should have noticed that if we announce such a lockdown, the labor would move back to their homes. So, what steps could have been taken or were not taken by the government? So what happens is that once the lockdown was declared, even the railway services and bus services were shut down. Therefore, after the lockdown was declared, it's like if the Vikasukhaya was to have a planning. Um, yes, sir. Um, surely, actually, I don't believe that the government could have done much before the lockdown. Um, sending labor back to their native places before lockdown wasn't quite possible. But, uh, for example, uh, uh, last night while reading a report, uh, it said that a woman with her very young child boarded a train from Gujarat on last Saturday and on Thursday or so reached Patna and died there on the platform out of hunger and thirst. That is the current situation. Before railways were started, on 14th of April 2020, thousands of workers reached Bandra station with hopes of reaching back home. All these are just a few instances of how migrant workers have suffered and desperately trying to reach back home. People have left cities and have been travelling back home on foot. Temporary shelters are over flooding, though some volunteers have helped workers reach home, notably famous actors such as that uh, Unusud. Union Home Secretary Ajay Bhalla has already written to chief secretaries of all states and union territories directing them to prevent movement of labor in unauthorized manner and only via shramik trains but workers continue travel by truck or by foot so uh, according to me the solutions which could have been here would have been that um, right from the beginning of the lockdown with proper uh, steps taken the government could have started shramik trains and uh, all and also started other means such as that of roadways via trucks or uh, other other means which the government knows better um, could have been uh, employed right from the beginning with proper measures. Even the Supreme Court later directed the governments to uh, maintain proper um, security measures and uh, have ample supply of food and water in temporary shelters which have been set up for the workers. This could have been done right from the beginning uh, considering the large amount of uh, labor workforce we have in India. 
But if we talk about the lockdown and its restrictions and about the labor, there are certain legal aspects which we have to cover or which we have to discuss. Prashant, can you tell us about those legal aspects? While researching about the issue, I came across a brilliant piece written by Yashdeep Chai. He has examined how the bundle of restriction is affecting two classes of citizens. Firstly, traders affecting their right to trade and secondly, migrant workers affecting their right to movement. Various state governments have dictated mid-level industry and factory owners to ensure timely and full payment of wages to the worker despite complete lockdown of their operations. The effect of this restriction on freedom of trade is twofold. A. Stoppage of operation and added obligation to pay timely salaries to their employees. This, severe, this severely impacts economic interest of already shut down. Arguably, such a direction is also traceable in the directive principle of the constitution. Article 38, for instance, guides state to secure a social order with minimization of inequalities in income, status and opportunity. However, Article 38 offers guidance for state actions and not for actions of citizens. Resultantly, the question that emerges here is whether the state can shift its burden of securing certain economic interests for one class of citizen or another in the name of a pandemic. A direction of this nature in effect puts the onus of securing a social order on citizens and sounds like a cryptic method of enforcing fundamental duty to render national service when called upon by the state to do so. Restrictions under Article 19.5 could be, leg could, could be legitimately asked citizen to refrain from trading operation in public interest, but it would be disproportionate for such restriction to step ahead and impose positive duties on citizen in absence of a law. It is their social, it is their social standing that directs the behavior in the face of restriction because in times of like in the times like these even to abide by the law becomes a luxury not everyone can afford it the failure of proportionality standards under article 19 can be coterminous with failures of equality standards of article 14 and basic right to dignified life under article 21 concluding this legal outlook imposition of blanket restrictions have lead to colorization of one group that is migrant laborers as violators of law solely because of their social Okay, so about the legal aspect, Tushar briefed us all very good. Considering about the social security of laborers, there are so many questions. Because the companies which have opened in the recent past, they are removing workers, they are cutting their costs. So talking about these laborers, what about their social security? What about their standard of living? About uh, this, I think every company should follow what OYO rules have done. OYO rules have issued what we call as ESOP, Employee Shareholding Project. And uh, what, what happens is that this when an employee is suspended or fired without pay due to uh, conditions like the coronavirus, they are given shares of the company for free. And buy their shares, they can uh, earn dividends. This because India has uh, a huge population, therefore enacting social security for every uh, citizen is, uh, is an impossible task. Uh, moreover, every the labor laws in India are not as flexible. The best option for the workers 
so um i actually don't believe uh, that companies could have been offering shares to their workers since if you, if if you look at um, the employment graph of where actually laborers are actually uh, employed in our in our country they are mostly uh, for example in shops for example a sweet shop how will an illiterate person who owns that shop be able to give any shares so coming to post lockdown challenges post lockdown does not mean the end of labor crisis let let us be very clear on that we are said to have longer working hours for them and lower wages since uh, already six states have already revoked all the labor laws um, as mentioned we we'll, they'll, we'll, they'll face problems of social security with actions of state governments huge amount of formal sector labor will be pushed into informal sector and further erode working conditions social sec- uh, security benefits namely like welfare funds or provision provisions for health and security of women employees would also be waived in uh, in about six states which have been mentioned earlier 90% of india's 450 million strong labor force works in informal sector which has been hard hit however another problem is that how do we encourage labor which is migrated to return or left over labor to work in present conditions with no benefits and vulnerable to exploitation i believe labor should have been allowed to travel back via trains as an exception right from the beginning but since now that is not the case um governments should revoke their decision and reimplement all the labor laws which had been in place earlier because although that will, uh, and and then come up with new economic packages because labor has been hugely discouraged with the new uh, steps taken by uh, six big states of india okay so in this podcast not only we discuss about the problem but we also focus to solve it or to present unique solutions on this topic and take our take off our view of our listeners on the man so what i tend to address the issue is that now i request you all to present two to three suggestions on this topic which you would like that the government should have taken so that we can build a proper opinion of our listeners starting with avish rivast so uh, i believe the government uh, has been successful to some extent but solutions which could have been um, which could have been implemented earlier was right uh, the government started its trains quite late i guess uh, the government could have started it right from the night of 29th of march and the government should have assured uh, the people that although the uh, imp- the lockdown would be implemented it would take around 2 days so that people had enough time to actually adjust to what was going to happen what happened was on the night of 23rd of march there was a there was a frenzy people were uh, lining up in in lines of kilometers in meters for supply uh, for them it was like they might not have supplies for a month for labor uh, they did not know where to go so f- uh, if if trains would have started or other means like trucks which which slowly are starting now since june uh, for it's june 1st 2020 uh, that would have been better apart from that um, the the government should have focused on sharing uh, the load of wages of employers uh, what would that what that would have resulted in is that uh, the labor crisis would have would have you know wouldn't have grown in such large proportions because labor wouldn't have migrated in such large quantities when they know that they're getting some proportion of wage because the government is supporting that also that would have prevented a huge amount of uh, that would have prevented the load uh, com- coming completely on the employer 
तो सर कैन यू गिव सजेशंस ऑन हाउ गवर्नमेंट कैन सपोर्ट दिस लेबरर्स आई बिलीव दैट फॉर एम्प्लॉयमेंट जनरेशन इज की टू सपोर्ट लेबरर्स बिकॉज यू कांट यू कांट अनाउंस अ क्वांटम ऑफ सोशल सिक्योरिटी स्कीम टू सच अ लार्ज पॉपुलेशन फॉर दैट आई बिलीव दैट एमएसएमई रेगुलेशन शुड बी रिलैक्स एंड इट्स अ वेरी मायोपिक आउटलुक that revoking labor laws can lead to exploitation as as i have already argued that it leads to in, a, in excessive regulation leads to informalization of economy which which has a negative impact and i want to suggest that labor laws suspension period should be extended to around 5 to 10 years now coming upon the farm income the land leasing laws should be liberalized for enabling farmer to lease out his putting for any use and for any length of time thereby yielding the maximum possible rent and amendments in legislation allowing industries to buy land directly from farmers without involving government agencies and only private and only private of revenue department should be maintained reform allowing allowing farmer to convert agricultural land to non agricultural land and sell at market prices for financing occupational liquidity should be promoted Zubin, can you tell us how the government can protect the social security and protect the these laborers and give social security to them? Uh, the only aspect for the so- for the problem is specified right now is to actually change the labor laws. India has terrible labor laws because uh, I tell you that you you know India has cheap labor, but still companies don't want to. Invest in India or manufacture in India because of two reasons. First of all, is the red tapism, or what you call as bureaucracy, uh, and the second reason is the labor laws. It is said that the labor laws of India are worse than the labor laws of Pakistan, Bangladesh, and countries like uh, even countries like Vietnam. The labor laws of India need to be changed immediately for India to actually pick up speed in uh, its economic growth. Because in the 2020 Corona recession, only India and China are the major economies of the world which will uh, have a positive growth rate, as opposed to the negative growth rate. So, but it will still be very slow growth for at least this year. Therefore, labor laws are the only solution to this problem. Moreover, I would like to add that the media houses should actually learn how to report sensible things. Because we have biased uh, politicians like Ravish and Sudhir, and we have insane journalists like uh, Arnab Goswami, who actually have no real life contribution to what they claim to do as journalists and reporters. So, reporters fair and unbiased reporting and media houses will go a very long way in handling the situation effectively. So, first of all, thank you to to all of you for being here. and presenting your views on the labor situation in india for conclusion i would like to say that at flawed democracy what i aim is to build solution build opinions of you all to of all the listeners here we bring you bring you diverse opinions on such topics as today we saw that some panelists were not agreeing to the solutions presented by the other panelists this is what flawed democracy brings to you